It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, welcome. What's up, DC? Welcome back to another edition of Locked On Wizards with SB Nation's Bullet Forever writer, Ben Mahich and myself, Anthony Cittadino. We are your hosts, and you are now Locked On Wizards. Go subscribe to the Locked On Wizards podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever you may listen. Go throw us a follow on Twitter at Lockdown Wizards. We have a great show ahead of us tonight, including an update on the team's COVID-19 status, another possible trade option, and reports of what the team is valued at in comparison to some of the other teams around the league and the results that may surprise you. But before we get into all of that, Ben and I would like to thank all you out there listening wherever and whenever to Lockdown Wizards. Thank you so much for making this a part of your day and choosing um, to listen to Lockdown Wizards. Ben, the Washington Wizards will have another game postponed. Wednesday's matchup in Charlotte will be moved to a later date. We also got the news of a seventh player on the Wizards roster to test positive for COVID-19, as well as a staff member. This is the first staff member to test positive. Ben, happy Martin Luther King Day, my friend. I know... Our listeners will be hearing this tomorrow, and it won't be Martin Luther King Day, but I want to wish all of you hoop dreamers out there a happy MLK Day. It's always a great day to really reflect on a legend and what he did for human rights. Ben, how are you? How are you, my friend? Doing well. I'm, I'm used to watching the Wizards on MLK Day, used to having Wizards basketball in D.C. on MLK Day. But here we are, mm-hmm. seventh player tested positive, like you said, the first staff member. Um, it looks like the hits are going to keep coming. We really don't know what's going to happen with this season. We obviously didn't expect the game ha- to happen on Wednesday. Didn't, they didn't have enough bodies. Um, I don't know when the season is going to begin. Their next game scheduled is on Friday. We talked about it previously, how just throwing him onto the court after not playing for a week and a half, two weeks at that point, probably not the best idea. We'll see how the NBA moves forward with that. But I'm doing well. It's disappointing to see if the Wizards are dealing with this. But like I said, the hits keep coming. It's it's kind of kind of just something where you just have to let it play out, I guess. It's right. really nothing that they can do out of their hands, you know? Right. So now this is five games in a row postponed with their next game Friday set for Friday in Milwaukee at 8 p.m. Ben I I'm you know going with the just the the assumption that this will also be postponed what are your thoughts yeah I I can't see them playing a game until they have enough players and they just don't appear to have enough bodies I, I think the good news is they're starting to play one on zero and have some players come in for individual workouts and whatnot. So that might offset some of the time off that they've had, but obviously you need more than six players to play a full length basketball game in regulation in the NBA. They might be able to kind of throw together eight players or something. If they signed a free agent before Friday, 
I don't see that happening with all the COVID protocols. Even if we were to sign someone, that person would need to test negative for however many days uh, it is for the league and, and then, you know, to be able to play games. So I, I don't know uh, what their options are. It seems as if they just have to write it out. With seven players on the roster, some players already had it before the season right. began. I hate to say it, but at this point, the Wizards literally might have herd immunity, which is crazy to say that literally more than half the team has contracted the coronavirus, uh, more than any other team in the league. Like you said, five games postponed. I don't know how they're going to make up ground. Uh, the league keeps rolling. Look, we're still recording podcasts. The team hasn't played in, what, a week and a half now? Yep. Be interesting to see how the, how the league uh, kind of figures out the logistics of this, but I don't have the answers. I don't know about you. Do you have any ideas on how they should proceed? The only thing that I really that just keeps coming to me is is a is a league shutdown. Really, that that's the only thing that 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 it seems plausible to to do at this at this time for every team. I know it, every team is not fa- you know facing the hurdles that, that the Wizards are facing right now with how many people have tested positive, but it snowballed so quickly after Boston, right? This really started when when you know the, the Jason Tatum. Um, you know, con- contact. And and after that, they played Miami, Phoenix, and boom, here we are, five postponed games in a row, looking like they're going to postpone uh, um, their game against Milwaukee. And and we, we really don't know what that what that means for San Antonio and Houston, um, you know, you know, f- leading leading into, into next week. So right now we don't even know when they'll be back on the floor and they need eight guys, right? They, they need eight guys to be eligible to play. And right now, I, I don't know when that will be if they don't do – if if for some reason they – it takes two weeks to to really quarantine and, and get healthy. And, and if guys continue getting it, it seems like – every day for the Wizards, it seems like it's one thing after another. People keep testing positive. What they're doing is not working. And at this rate – we don't know if we're going to see them play basketball. Really, we don't even know if they'll play basketball for the rest of January. We just don't know. And the, that's the weird thing, right? Because the Wizards are going to be over the hill. And let's say they do have a two-week shutdown. The ironic thing is that at that point, the Wizards the Wizards will have already gotten it. And the most of their team will have already gotten it. And they will be able to play because they will have been immune to it, having contracted it already. And then the league would go into shutdown. And that would be like the most so Wizards thing ever, right? Like half the team gets it, more than half the team gets it, and then the league gets into a shutdown. But right. you're right. It doesn't appear like it's a, it's avoidable. It's not avoidable at this point. And, and the league is kind of just saying like tough luck. You have, to, you have to figure it out and kind of just sit it out. And for the integrity of the game, even if the Wizards do throw together eight players on Friday, it's like, is that really what you want as a product, as an NBA, as a league? Like, do you really want Anthony Gill... And Robin Lopez to play 30 minutes a game with right. like with uh, Cassius Winston. With all due respect to these players, I mean that's not what the Washington Wizards are. That's not what the NBA is. Mm-hmm. For the integrity of the game, uh, it's safe to say that the protocols have failed. That I mean, you're putting. We saw the Sixers playing Dwight Howard at point guard. It's like this isn't NBA basketball. This isn't what anybody signed up for. And I understand the the season is weird, and you kind of just have to roll with the punches in that way. But ultimately, how many punches though? That's what I mean. Uh, right. how, how many punches can the league take really before uh, risking this so far that, I mean, their families are at risk. Everyone around them is at risk. This is, this is not a joke, joking matter whatsoever. And, and every day more and more games are both postponed more and more, um, you know, staff members and players continue to, to contract the virus. 
And that's the thing. I, I mean, I hate to say it, and I'm not even sure this is true, if this is even right to say, but I wonder if the Los Angeles Lakers, if they had seven players test positive, the league would think differently. Like, it's the Washington Wizards. You have random players Ooh, that okay. other. Oh, I don't think that's not ridiculous. That's not ridiculous. Yeah, I don't know if it is. I don't want to. I don't want to make false assumptions, but I. I mean, I am curious that like obviously I don't want the top stars or anybody for that matter to get sick, but I wonder if like you know a top player who controls the marketing of the league and who's probably have has more investment from the NBA. If something were to happen to that player, um, if it would raise some eyebrows and maybe push them in the direction of a shutdown more so than if you know a Rui Hachimura or Mo Wagner got sick. I'm not sure. Right. I mean, because, it remains to be seen. Right, like if a LeBron James did contract the, the the virus, and and the Lakers weren't playing five games in a row with really no end in sight, they they could look at it differently. You know, viewership for, for the Lakers is is much differently. You know, is much different for for Wash. You know, for the Washington Wizards. And I don't mean that in any disrespect at all. It's just that the the Lakers are probably the most pro, you know profitable mar- market for basketball. And Washington is definitely one of the, uh, you know, smaller markets. So, yeah, I don't think that's ridiculous to think at all, Ben. It's one of these things where you just have to wait and see. Like you said, it seems like on a daily basis, it's a game postponed for the Wizards, another player test positive, and now a staff member test positive. And we're still not really, I don't think we're done with the 14-day incubation period or whatever the case may be. So we could have more bad news. Maybe maybe the Wizards have finally reached the end of what, what this is and things will start to improve. Right. But we don't know. I guess we just find out day by day. So I guess one question that I, I want to ask you is during all of this, the Wizards, seeing seeing how this is affecting the Wizards compared to teams that are playing right now, teams that are staying in shape, that their conditioning is really not taking a big of a hit as these teams that are not playing. Are you concerned with how the Wizards are now sitting and, and that are stagnant, not not continuing continuing the flow of their of of their momentum and really just conditioning. Are you are you concerned at all for for the team in that matter? One one hundred percent. I mean, again, asking players who haven't played in two weeks to just play a full length NBA game after not really any practice. One is just going to produce a bad basketball product where the basketball is just going to be bad because the players are rusty. And two, it's it's concerning with players getting hurt. Like you don't want players who haven't played in a couple of weeks to get thrust into the court having to play 30 plus minutes because you only have eight players. That seems like you're putting players at risk of harm. I'm not sure how the league is going to go about. Um, maybe maybe they'll give the Wizards more additional time to practice by postponing future games and giving them additional time to get their legs back. But I'm not sure how they're going to handle that. I guess it's just another thing where we just have to wait and see. Right. And we got a lot more on how COVID-19 has really affected the Wizards and just more really for their upcoming schedule. But first... I want to tell you guys about Bet Online. Are we ready for some football? NFL divisional round just finished up with Championship Sunday right around the corner. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. The AFC and NFC Championship games are set Brady versus Rodgers, two Hall of Famers battling for another Super Bowl chance. Mahomes and the Chiefs look to advance to their second Super Bowl in two years, and Josh Allen and the Bills have been rolling. Who is meeting up in the Super Bowl? Who is your pick? Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 
East meets West in Lockdown NBA Tuesday. So West Goldberg, Warriors beat writer for the Mercury News and host of Lockdown Warriors, and David Ramil, host of Lockdown Heat, tackle the biggest NBA stories of the day, coast to coast. Subscribe to the Lockdown NBA podcast wherever you get podcasts. Anthony, on Monday's episode, you brought up the idea of trading for Andre Drummond. And then on Tuesday, we got a report from The Athletic that another Cavalier is actually available in a trade, that being Kevin Porter Jr. Kevin Porter Jr. reportedly got into a verbal altercation in the locker room, threw a hot pocket or two. I threw in the hot pocket detail. I'm not really sure what he threw. Uh, and he was frustrated that the team gave up his locker room to Torian Prince, who obviously they just added from the Brooklyn Nets. He felt disrespected by it. The team has had issues with KPJ uh, before the incident. He had some previous legal issues with um, sort of gun charges that he got uh, in trouble with. I mean, he was a projected lottery pick. He fell in the draft due to, due to report of character issues. But he had a really good rookie season, 10 points, three rebounds, two assists. He showed flashes of elite athleticism. He has really good size for a guard. Um, he, he has really assertive sort of offensive talent. He's a player... I was really interested by uh, Anthony just because we've talked about all season long how the Wizards lack. They have great character on this team, but when I talk about like high upside talent, the Wizards really don't have that. You look at their wing positions, Troy Brown, Isaac Bunga, Jerome Robinson. None of these players really pop in terms of the elite level talent they have, but Kevin Porter Jr. has shown legit flashes of being a really, really good player, and he's only 19, 20 years old. Anthony, given the character stuff that I mentioned, mixed with the talent, the fact that the Cavaliers are saying, we're either going to trade you or wave you, they kept him out of practice on Tuesday. What do you make of that? Do you think the Wizards should make a call? Should they make a call? I I, I guess, right? I mean, the kid's not even 21 yet. He, he had a great rookie year, as you pointed out. And, right, he fell to almost the second round. Um, he was he was really hyped up coming out of coming out of high school and um college right he was he he was protect, protected for that lottery you know f- for that lottery range and now now we're really seeing you know that come to life and he might be a great player in the league but i mean do you want a guy in washington throwing around hot pockets what what, what really happened he, he walked in the locker room he, he had a hot pocket he had something that we had he was eating and he saw that that Prince had his locker. What, he just chucked the hot pocket, stormed out? I imagine him throwing like a hard-boiled egg that's out of the Ooh. shell. So it just like bounces off. It's not even going to shatter anything. It's just a sad bounce. So dude walked <laughs> you know in I mean? no dude walked in with a, with a hard-boiled egg and just chucked it in, in rage. A little temper tantrum. And now the, the Cavs are you know reportedly done with him. One, I mean... I I really would have loved to have been a fly on the wall to see what exactly happened and how they uh, how they cooled this situation down. But I mean, do you think the Cavs are really done with them? Do you think these are false reports, or do you, do you really think they're going to ship them out? Just- I mean, they held they held them out of practice on Tuesday, which I think is a telltale sign. Their head coach um, kind of said, you know, we wish him well on his future, which isn't necessarily a ringing endorsement for wanting to keep him around. It's a shame. He's really talented. You know, he reminds me of um, Glenn Rice Jr., who you might remember from the Wizards from four or five years ago. Glenn Rice Jr. won Summer League MVP. He looked like a really good role player. He was an elite-level scorer, can score in bunches. I mean, he was a player who could have had 12, 13, 14 years in the NBA, but he was just a difficult kid to work with. 
tough personality. Ultimately, the Wizards decided that the talent just wasn't worth the struggle of trying to keep him in line, and they waived him. And it was a crazy thing that they did that because the talent was apparent. I mean, whenever he was on the court, he made an impact. He was a good defender. He could score at will. And Kevin Porter Jr. is similar in that way because the talent is very apparent. He's one of those guys where you watch him play and you're like, wow, if he can consistently put together this level of effort and play, he can play at like an all-star level at times. Like he was, he showed flashes of being that good, but it's just the character stuff. And then Tommy Shepard has really built this roster around high character players. He's praised Rui Hachimura, Denny Avdia, Troy Brown Jr., Isak Bonga, all these young players who have great high character and they come to work every day. They know what's expected of them. You would never in your life hear of a report of Denny Avdia throwing anything at anybody. Like he's that sort of player. And that's not to, that's not to, you know, make Kevin Porter Jr. look like he was a bad person. Cause I don't think he's, he's a very young guy and who knows what he's been dealing with off the court, but throwing that sort of personality into the locker room. I'm not sure Tommy Shepard is willing to do that at this point, just given how much effort they've made in trying to create, you know, a culture around effort and hustle and good character. Kevin Porter Jr. might not necessarily fit into that, but I, I don't know, Anthony, do you think he's still worth it? Like, I feel like he, he might be, look, what do you have to lose if you're the Wizards? That's the thing. What what are they willing to lose? Who are they willing, willing to trade? Are they go, do 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 you think they're going to trade a Troy Brown Jr. Because in my mind, I don't know if Kevin Porter Jr. really is worth uh, a a Troy Brown. I I in my mind, I I don't really know if Troy Brown has been used correctly his entire NBA career so far. It's been really up and down with him. He had you know his rookie year he wasn't played very much. His sophomore year, he was played much, much more and showed flashes and put up great numbers. And now this year, he's hardly getting any, any playing time. He's taller. He's around this. He's pretty. He's almost the same age as Kevin Kevin Porter Jr. And we we I mean right we we really don't know what his his true position is. I mean he's been played as a, a, around like the the three the three spot as a, as a small forward. And there's a lot of people out there. You, you know, you and I have really, you know, talked about this a lot, you know, that may, he, maybe he should get looks at playing the point guard position, but is, is, I mean, is really sending Troy Brown Jr. out, is that worth it? I mean, right now, right now, if, if they're going to continue playing Troy Brown, like they're playing him, then maybe it is because they're not using him the way he, that he should be used. And, and Kevin Porter Jr. He, you know, as you said, he has shown flashes, but you don't have those locker room problems with Troy, you know, a guy like Troy. You don't have right now. You don't have any, like you said, we don't have any locker room problems with anyone. It, it, it seems. Yeah, and no, now, and and he's a kid. I mean, I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. He's throwing these temp- temper tantrums. Really, what has he proved in the NBA? And, he, and he's throwing these, you know, temper tantrums. Just kind of, I, I don't know. I don't right now for me. I, I'm not going to say that that Troy Brown is is a worse NBA player than 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 uh, Kevin Porter just because of the season. We don't know how Troy Brown should really be played. I mean, we, we saw last year he played really, really well. And he put up great, great numbers. But, and you know, this year is a much, much different story. It does, It's not making sense. But making a play for Kevin Porter Jr., uh, I mean – it would depend on what you want to give up. I mean, do, do you want to, I mean, do you want to throw that in the wizards? I mean, we've talked about a lot of, uh, a lot about player, player development. And so far with Troy Brown that, you know, we're in year three and, and they're still developing right now. They're kind of taking steps back with him. So, I, I mean, maybe get your worth for Troy Brown in a, in a different deal, 
I, I don't know really. I think for Troy Brown, you can get something more than, than a Kevin Porter Jr. Right now, Kevin Porter Jr., he's, I mean, as we know, I mean, he went viral. He's, I mean, his, he's getting made fun of and, and his trade, trade stock can't be the highest. Yeah, that's, and that's the thing. I don't even think you'd need to trade Troy Brown Jr. to get him. I, I mean, they have an open roster spot now, and the Cavs said if they can't trade him, they're going to waive him. So like, you can probably sign him with you know, the open roster spot you have. My thing is, before this happened, Kevin Porter Jr., his trade value was higher than Troy, than, than Troy Brown Jr.'s. I think he showed flashes of being a really, really good young player, and it looked like Cleveland got a steal at, at that pick where they got him. I mean, he was right. projected in the lottery. He's super talented. He reminds me of like a... This is probably an absurd comparison, but he reminds me of a young Paul George where he's super raw, but the, but the talent level is there where if you shape him and you develop him correctly, he's going to be a player who's going to be... Have incredible upside and is going to continue to progress because he's so raw, but the talent is so clear with him. And the interesting part about this is, I'm not sure Cleveland has a Russell Westbrook or a Scott Brooks to put to give you know Kevin Porter Jr. the direction he needs. I'm not sure he'd throw food in the locker room if Russell Westbrook was in that locker room. I think having good veterans around him that can keep him in check, show him what it's like to be a productive NBA player on and more importantly off the court would really do him some good. And the Wizards have those veterans on the roster. Howell Neto is a veteran who comes in, does his job, mm-hmm. is the first in the gym, leaves last. Obviously, Bradley Beal, we know the sort of veteran he's become, which is insane to say he's only 27 years old. So I think the Wizards have the proper culture where you can kind of take a risk. It's a low-risk, high-reward sort of thing with, with Kevin Porter Jr. He's shown that he can play at a high level. He's really young. You take his chance on him, you gamble on him, and... Let's say he produces an awesome. You have another young player to build around. And if he doesn't, you say goodbye and you cut your ties without having lost anything. So I don't know. I think he's worth, you know, Jerome Robinson. I'd trade for him. Second round pick. I'd trade for him. No yeah. Question. And if, if they're able to pick him up, if like you said, if, if they, if, if, the, if Cleveland waves him, then sure. That's then that. That'd be great for, for the Wizards to make a move on that. Obviously he's much more valuable to have on the team than, um, than AP. Our boy, RIP to him. He, he just got waived, but hopefully he finds work elsewhere. And and yeah, I mean, if, if they are able to pick him up, if if I just don't think Cleveland will will drop him. I I think that Cleveland. I mean, right? I mean, wouldn't you want to see some value out of that? His value's done, though. I, I think it's at a point where he's had gun charges, and I think that right. And the right. NBA teams nowadays, and rightfully so, very trepid about the idea of putting a player on their roster who might give them. So you're saying you're saying screw it. You're saying the you know the Washington Wizards should just embrace it. You know we want we we want those types of guys. Gil, you know Gilbert Arenas gun charges. Here we go. I mean Kevin <laughs> Kevin Porter. I, I think look the Wizards scared money don't make money, man. And Ooh. and look if the Wizards don't do it, hey San Antonio might call him up, and in three years you might you might talk about Kevin Porter Jr. being an All Star, and then we'll shoot ourselves in the foot again and say. Man, if only the Wizards did that. What do they have to lose? They had a roster spot. He was really good. We knew he was good. Right. You had Russell uh-huh. Westbrook in the locker room. They should have done it. And that's the thing. Let's say he they sign him and he throws hot pockets in the locker room. If you're throwing hot you pockets in the hot locker room, see you later. Then, then you, you tell him to kick rocks and, and what do you have to lose? Right, you don't have much to lose. It's not like you're signing him to a max contract. You're signing him to you can sign him to a non guaranteed deal, um, and and see what happens. Plenty of players have come out. Uh, on the other end. And, and it's also hard to characterize him this way because he's so young. I think he's, is he still 19 or 20 years old? Uh, Kevin Porter Jr. He's 20. He's, he's going to turn 21 in May. And, 
and he, yeah, he's, he can't he's even order. He can't even order a beer legally. So like, I'm not gonna pretend that this kid is like a bad kid. He's a kid who. His first year in the NBA, he had no veterans on that team. That Cavs team was horrible. And then the second year, he's dealing with madness off the court. Who knows? But look, I think it is weird that they changed his locker and put gave his locker to Torian Prince and shoved him in the corner with the other players who don't play. That's not to say he should be throwing food, obviously, but that's kind of a weird thing. It's almost like they're trying to create a sort of like reaction from him. I don't know if that's true or not, but it, to me, it just it's kind of odd that they did that. I don't know. I think he's worth taking a risk on. He's, I think he's that talented. There you have it, folks. The Wizards are making a move. You'll 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 be seeing Kevin Porter Jr. in a Washington Wizards jersey soon. Yeah. Um. Just <laughs> for the record, that was not a shot at Gil earlier. Gil, we love you. We appreciate you. We hope to have you on the show soon. But <laughs> but yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, Kevin Porter Jr. Of course, he. You know this this would be a great asset to have. Um. In Washington, for sure. I mean, he 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 had a great rookie season, and right. I mean, what what is there to lose? I mean, this this doesn't seem like the craziest altercation. I mean, what he threw he threw a hot pocket. Well, whatever he may have thrown, what food he threw. <laughs> I mean, he threw food in the locker room. I mean, who cares? Whatever. I mean, if if he can hoop, he can hoop, and and if he can you know contribute off the bench, that'd be that'd be great. So if they're able to pick him up in that sort of setting, if the if the Cavaliers do waive him, I don't think they're going to waive him after a year like that. I, I think that any any young guy in the league has value regardless of, of really what happened. I mean, any young guy like that that's that's picked in the first round, right, and and it has shown that they're able to play. He's averaged ten, three, and two, like you said. So he. He has, he definitely has some sort of value there as a as a younger player. I do think that maybe they can get something out of him. I don't think the if the if the Wizards make that call, I don't think they should give up, uh, you know, a ridiculous amount. But obviously, a uh, Jerome Robinson for sure, or, um, you know, maybe maybe like you know a couple second round picks. I don't really, you know, I, I I don't know what goes into those conversations, but I don't I. I would definitely pump the brakes if a, if a Troy Brown came up, if any of their big men came up, because right now they, they cannot be losing, you know, guys on the wing. They can't be losing guys, you know, their, their, their front court, you know, depth. They can't, they can't be losing right now. They have nothing. They really have, there's no room right, right now for that. And they, they need to make more pickups. So the clock is ticking for them right now. Honestly, there's a silver lining in all this for, for the five games postponed. Right now, they have the time to to make these decisions. Tommy Shepard is in, and I'm I'm sure Scott Brooks, um, and their team are, are definitely sitting down and, and weighing their options. So they have the time to really like weigh weigh all this in. And I mean, guys, Russell, he's dealing with an injury right now that he does not have to miss games for. These games are going to come back. So right now, I think they're as bad as it is. We all miss Wizards basketball. I I mean, I saw a tweet from. Quentin Mayo earlier it said, "Man, I I miss Wizards poops," and we of course we do, right? I mean, Ben, I I, I know that you know you that you know that you miss it too, man. It's 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 tough. It's tough to see all these games be postponed, but there are silver linings, right? With, with, with all these things, so right now they could be scheming to make a to make a play for a Kevin Porter Jr. or someone else, and and right now I mean Russ, he's he's healed, you know, he's getting better day by day when and, he, and he's not missing any games. So that right now. I think they're in a good position. I mean, but just just in terms of conditioning and uh, and all that, that that is a concern. Obviously, when when you're not on the court, but right, we we don't know. So Tommy Shepard, I think he's scheming on something right now. Got a got, you know got a couple roster spots open, and 
And yeah, we, we could very well see Kevin Porter Jr. in Washington at some point. Just what will Cleveland do? Will they wait, waive him? Will they weigh their options to try and see, you know, what they can get for him in a trade? Obviously, I think I think they're gonna make the calls, you know, at least at first to see what they can get before just waving the kid. Yeah, and you're right, Anthony. There, there are some silver linings, Anthony. And and speaking of silver linings, when Harold Myhanda pops up with issues, it really bums me out. But there's a silver lining there because I go to rockauto.com. I hate when my car has issues because I don't want to spend money to fix it. It's such a hassle. You don't know who to go to. You don't know who to trust. That's why I go to rockauto.com and it solves all the issues I have. It's always reliable and it's always low prices. I never want to spend twice as much for the same price when I can get the same things that I need on rockauto.com. I save money, but I also get the same wonderful parts that I want. It's the best prices by the same professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. All the parts you'll ever need on rockauto.com. March Madness is a few months away, but the future of the NBA is on display right now. Get a head start on next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first big board of the of the year out with profiles on Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Lockdown Wizards faithful. On Monday, Sportacle reported franchise evaluation projections. The Wizards were apparently valued at over $2 billion, which places them around 13th or 14th most valuable franchise in the league, ahead of Milwaukee, Denver, Utah, and other notable franchises. And the one thing that really surprises me is seeing where the Wizards stand throughout the rest of the league, right? We we see the Wizards at number 13, which places them at halfway throughout the league, and and they're such a small market. All these, you know, they're they, they really are up there with a lot a, a a lot more big market teams like that. We see the New York Knicks at, you know, at the one spot four most profitable teams. We see the Warriors up there, the Lakers up there, and those aren't surprising, right? The Knicks, to me, very much more surprising than others just because of what the Knicks really provide for their fan base, what they provide in the sports world. It makes no sense why they're the most profitable profitable team in the NBA other other than where they are, what, like where you know, they are based out of the middle of Manhattan, the middle of New York City, the Mecca of basketball, everyone calls it, even though nothing has really happened there since, you know, what, the the, the Ewing era, the 70s. I, I'm just going to stop right there. And and it's just, it's one thing that, that I, I, under, I fully understand why the Warriors are up there and the Lakers are up there and the Celtics are up there. But for me, Seeing the Knicks up there year in and year out still is just is aggravating just because of how how little ownership cares about building a great basketball franchise and really and really feeding into the culture of New York basketball. They have year in and year out, they they always they they deplete their roster, they they don't develop young talent, and they put themselves in a position where really it's 
It's not ideal for the fan base, the players, or just anyone really involved, but still they make more money than anyone in the league just because of where they really are placed. And Wizards fans, if it sounds like I'm upset and an angry New York fan, it's because I am. Grew up in upstate New York my entire life, and yes, I've been subject to to watching the Knicks my whole life, covered the Knicks before, and it was a little upsetting and aggravating watching them year in and year out just get worse and worse and worse. Building on a 20-plus year, really failed rebuilding process, failed really just, just... era of where they don't have any sort of success whatsoever. The the Wizards on on the other hand, this is why it's so surprising is because the Wizards have have been so much more successful than the Knicks in the past 20 years. Let's not count the finals run in 99. I want to. It was a great finals run. I loved that eight. I that, that's my favorite eight seed in the history of basketball really. How how the Knicks surprised the East. The East honestly had no idea what to do when Michael left. So that 99 year, you know, the 99 playoffs, the Knicks made their run and beat the one seed Heat in the first round and ended up losing to to Tim Duncan and the Admiral David Robertson for Timmy's first ring. And that's all great. I mean, I, I you know, that that team was great, but since then Nothing really has happened. If you want to count the couple playoff seasons for Mellow Shore, that that and 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 those are those aren't you know those are not not notable seasons. Those are that's totally fine. But realistically, when we're looking at the most profitable teams in basketball, you want to you want to think the best talent, the best sort of star power that that brings in the most viewership, most ticket sales, all this, this and that. But the Knicks are are just really alone on this island that they're they're able to create this much buzz they're able to be that profitable the most profitable team in basketball without any sort of star power without any sort of really foundation to their future and the wizards have much more of a foundation than the knicks do in my mind really just based off talent and people want to talk about how Russ has been, how Russ is, is washed up and finished. This might be his cliff year. I'm, I'm here to argue that. Whoever wants to argue it, really. And, and Bradley obviously speaks for himself, the best scorer in the league, if not top two scorer in the league, and really just unbelievable, sensational player. And their assets, what they have. I know, I know the Knicks right now, they have great young players. They really do. And I got to give them more credit. But when we're talking about, profitable teams the Warriors yeah they might not be as good as they were but they're coming off a five you know five to you know like a five-year dynasty and that makes sense there's a reason why the Lakers are up there too obviously they have 17 NBA championships that's totally fine um you know they they that that speaks for them for itself and they are the, the current champs they they deserve that type of hype having the Knicks up there is is just surprising. The Wizards to me at 13 that is surprising in a good way for the Wizards because they have so much they have so many issues selling out playoff games. It's it's something that that is frustrating seeing going back to those series in in 2014, going back to the series in in 2017 against Boston and seeing how great those series were really, you know, if we really want to talk about how great that series was, 
Washington versus Boston in 2017, you know, when Isaiah Thomas was, was at the peak of his career. That was probably the most entertaining series of that playoffs, including the finals, really, just because of what the finals was with Kevin Durant joining the Warriors and seeing how that resulted. It was something that was super special for for Wizards basketball and but but we did not see a lot of a lot of fans really attend the games. We, we it, we've seen this over and over again. They have they struggle trying to to sell out games for playoffs. And this is why they're at number 13, right? And and that's totally fine. It really really is. It's just it's it's something that was that was surprising for me in a good way cuz I didn't even think the 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 Wizards were were in I didn't even think they were 20th when it came to prop when it came to how profitable teams are. So that's a great thing um you know to to really go forward with. Right now I I assume it has to do with the type of stars they have on their team. They're paying Russell Westbrook over 40 million a year. They're paying Bradley Beal well over 30 million a year and you know that that speaks for itself. So you know may, this may have to do with some sort of the you know the the stars that are set on each team right because we look back to those Cleveland teams with just LeBron and and LeBron and and Cleveland was right up there in the top five the top three every year for for how profitable the organization was and when LeBron left they they plump you know their their profitability like really plummeted and and that shows because obviously like you know you lose LeBron it you know that you know there it goes. I mean, I'm guessing the Houston Rockets aren't worth too too much right now without Harden and and Russell Westbrook and and the guys that they've had before like Chris Paul and such. So it's you know at, at this point you know that's that's great for for Wizards and in DC culture to to really like grasp and, and and say like hey like that they're worth that much. But when we look at Wiz, uh, or Washington sports overall, the Washington football team. The Washington Nationals, the Washington Capitals, they they have a gr- they have great great fan bases, and we've seen both the Washington Nationals and the Washington Capitals secure world titles over the past few years here, and they had no issues selling out any sort of games, any sort of any sort of re- really they had no issues bringing fans in for the entertainment that they were providing. And the Washington football team speaks for themselves. They've been they they have their fan base. They've had their fan base for a long, long time. And they will continue to have that sort of success. The Wizards at I mean as as long as they've been in the District of Columbia, which has been for a while now, they they don't have that sort of loyal, loyal fan base that the other franchises in Washington seem to have. Um, maybe it has to do with championship um, you, you know, uh, you know, teams because we we know that the Washington football team in the past has flourished when it comes to the Super Bowl. Uh, we have not seen the Washington Wizards or the Washington the Washington Bolts for that matter really win any sort of world titles since the the seventies. Uh, shout out Wes Unsled. So, right, right now this is a topic that that is um that you know is is for what for Washington. Professional sports, yes, has the Wizards on the lower totem pole. But we 
we definitely think that that the Wizards culture is growing. Hopefully they can build off of these two superstars, build off their young talent, and create something to make Bradley Beal want to stay, want to want to be a part of something with you know for the remainder of his prime. 27-year-old Bradley Beal averaging 35 points a game or more with a Russell Westbrook pretty much averaging a, a triple-double. Hopefully they're able to build around this team and to really try and, and and make a good playoff run. Make make some some sort of of magic happen in the District of Columbia for Hoops fans all over. But guys, thank you so much for tuning in, listening. Ben took this segment off. He had a prior engagement to get to, but he loves you guys. He appreciates you guys, as do I and all the people at the Lockdown Podcast Network. Guys, we love you. We appreciate you. We can't wait to rock with you again tomorrow. Hopefully, we can see some Wizards basketball soon. Their next game is set for Friday against the Milwaukee Bucks in Milwaukee. Let's just be honest. I'm sitting here. You guys are sitting there. We both thinking the same thing. It's probably going to get postponed for their sixth game in a row. These aren't things that we like to really, you know, admit but this is just the world we're living in right now and right now the wizards are taking the 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 full full on worst uh, worst of it all when it comes to covid-19 and the nba the wizards are taking the brunt and guys guys and gals all out there listening please have patience don't get complacent with this team they're they're going to be back on the court soon. We don't know when. Hopefully sometime in January. Hopefully the league is going to be able to figure something out to make to make this happen for you know, for Wizards fans, for just NBA fans. So we can have a nice fluid NBA season to get to the playoffs so we can ultimately see a champion be crowned at the end of it all. But guys, again, thank you so much for tuning in. We always, we always love, com- you know, coming to you guys Monday through Friday, Lockdown Wizards podcast. We love you. We, we appreciate you. Enjoy your night, your day, wherever, whenever you may be listening. And we cannot wait to rock with you guys again tomorrow. You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.